Before we begin this podcast, on behalf of the LordRage.com, the network, and the Not a Paid Sponsor podcast, we wish to extend our deepest condolences to anyone affected in the Jacksonville, Florida tragedy. Hey everybody, this is the part two of the bonus interview with Cormac Wyatt, aka Imperium. We talk about, obviously, what's been in the news this weekend shooting at Jacksonville, Florida, and where it you know, how it changes the esports landscape going forward. We also catch up with Cormac and he tells us about his recent joining up with uh, the Witch Doctors organization as their vainglory coach. He talks a little bit about his departure from the North American Champions League as well as his um, participation in the PESL, the PUBG Mobile Tournament. So sit back. Relax and enjoy the show. This is the Not a Paid Sponsor Podcast. Hey everybody, what's going on? This is a the part two interview with Cormac Wyatt, aka Imperium. Uh, a lot has happened since we've last had the chance to talk. Um, but today we're gonna be opening up the podcast with a bit of a uh, Sad news, obviously, it's been all over gaming media, all over the news, all over the world. Um, the shooting that occurred this past weekend in Jacksonville, Florida at a Madden 19 tournament. Imperium, welcome. I apologize for bringing you to the podcast, or doing our podcast so soon after. It's fine, man. Uh, at the end of the day, life in some way goes on and and events and things that happen shape the way I suppose the shape shape the way we live our lives and this is no different and and it's actually I'm actually glad to, to be able to somebody talk about this with you and you know share our thoughts together um on a platform platform like this uh fantastic podcast now this event um being the first i guess documented incident uh mass shooting obviously you know in an esports environment um this wasn't your call of duty this wasn't some shoot 'em up game you know this was a football game these guys you know these people came from all over the u.s to compete out in jacksonville florida and unfortunately uh two people lost their lives third being the shooter himself and uh, i think about 11 or 13 i think it was like 11 or 13 injured um, yeah some are some are kind of in a more critical state but yeah that's a uh, generally about the casualty toll so far at least now i won't go too much into the state of this person that committed the crime although some interesting details have emerged since the shooting uh, a uh, issue regarding his mental health prior to the tournament there was some footage released actually i think at the tournament uh, regarding an interview that somebody or like i guess they were they interviewed him and then they gave like some thoughts on him as well and there was some you know i guess character judgments prior to the uh the tragedy um as uh as an esports as esports talent 
shoutcaster, analyst, color commentator, play-by-play. What goes through your mind now when you decide to partake, let's say, in events where you have to travel to be a part of to be a part of something? You know, what what goes through your head now? Obviously, there is definitely a question to be. What goes through my head personally is, suppose what can potentially happen. Um, it's like kind of we mentioned a little bit um, off off interview about how, as a society, we've kind of become numb to shootings and and you know incidents of this nature with you know all around the world i don't necessarily want to brand you know america as the main location but all around the world we've kind of become numb but being involved in esports like you mentioned as a broadcaster as a talent as a as a caster who is who wants to go to these live events and wants to go to uh, you know these celebrations of of online esports gaming community and to see here um to be known about this kind of incident it does it hits you a little bit and it makes you think could this happen to an event that i go to yeah so Um, the the word is that there was no security at these uh, at this particular event and um the concern is that esports, the majority of esports, why well, I can't speak for how it is overseas, um, a lot of events that aren't in the Staples Center, that aren't in the big stadiums that we have here, they're held in much smaller venues, and security yeah. is usually lax or n- null. You know, like there's no security whatsoever at some of these events. I was recently invited to a um, Vainglory event at a small place in brooklyn it's but you know but that's the thing it was it's a real small place but nevertheless these smaller venues um they tend to not have security because it's a much more personal crowd you know you're maybe looking up to a couple of hundred people at max yeah you know and and the culture prior to this incident was that you know everybody's here to game you know what i'm saying if it's one thing that brings us all together is the love of the game you know and lo and behold, this weekend was a sobering reminder that um, the real world can touch every aspect of our lives. You know, and I'm, I'm wondering how companies are going to tackle this going forward in regards to ensuring that not only the fans are safe, but everybody involved, the players, coaches, you know, East talents, commentators. I want that everybody's safe at these events going forward. Yeah, definitely. Like at uh, at the end of the day, um, of course, I, I think it, trying to look at this incident outside of the pain, the suffering that's caused to the families and those that were at the event, um, the shining light, so to speak, the silver lining is that it will highlight um, and it will lead to more safety, more protection, more security at future events. It will, it has to, it should. One could argue and make the small point that, you know, 
it shouldn't be like this, we, you know, because we're all here for the love of it. But like you said, it's real life. Um, and esports as a growing community, as a growing business, as a growing source of income, it's not immune to, like you said, real life um, situations and real life tragedies. So I do think it will lead to um, a better a better um, thought process around security, around um, safety for the spectators, the performers, the viewers, um, the families. Uh, and I don't think it will, I don't think it will have much of a negative effect on people going to events. If anything, I think it will, from what I've seen at least in the, online gaming community around twitter around even on some news sources it's actually going to bring us all together and it's going to make us want to in my opinion prove that you know this isn't the case for esports tournaments that it's not going to be a a common occurrence so to speak um so I think, uh, you know, I can only look at it for the way I see it. It's only going to be a positive thing for esports um, as an overall viewing. Um, and that's kind of the way I, I look at a season salt. I don't want to get too much into, you know, the politics, the everything else. I'm looking at it as far as, I'm part of an esports family. You're part of an esports family as a whole. I'm passionate about esports as a person, as a, you know, as a caster, and I want to see it succeed. And this kind of incident, like it's it's obviously known as tragic as it, as it is. It only makes me want to mm-hmm. band together with the rest of the esports community and show solidarity to show um, that you know, we can get through this together and that we can learn from it, that we can adapt and that we can become better, bigger, stronger as a community, as a family. And that's kind of, yeah, that's all, that's the only way I'm going to want to really look at it. Uh, I completely agree. Um, You know, it's just, it's tough because I, I don't know, I've literally been so absorbed by this story. Um, I've been consumed rather by the story and it sucks because yeah. you know i just want to look the other way and I, I just don't want to believe that things like this can happen in in the gaming world you know like i feel like it was like almost like an untouchable you know yeah and one of the things that i'm i'm kind of reading espn recently posted an article uh not even 24 hours prior to the shooting about esports and, and mental health and players and the stresses that players undergo, uh, notably uh, at the midseason invitational. Uh, Ole, Ole from Team Liquid uh, had a, a mental, I guess, breakdown for lack of a better word. He had a, an incident in where he became extre- overwhelmed by the stresses of, of his duties as a, as a professional. And he's now seeking help. And... Um, you know, it's very important that 
we as players or anybody that's involved in the community because the stress of being in the public eye, no matter how big or how small, if there's somebody watching, there's somebody that's going to give an opinion. And these are things that you not only are you dealing with the opinions that you have upon yourself, but you're, you're dealing with your teammates or your colleagues, and then you're dealing with the public, you know? And it's always yep. important to take a step back and try to just mend spiritually because it's, it is a hard world just because we're not out there playing football in real life. You know, we're not, we're not in the NFL or we're not playing um, collegiate sports or baseball, things like that. doesn't mean that we're immune to the stresses and that, that come with our responsibilities to our respective communities. And uh, I think you said something, we took a, a slight pause in between uh, where I started speaking and where he had ended, but he had mentioned something just before I started recording. And I, I would love for you to, uh, I would love for you to say what you had, you know, what you had told me prior to the recording. Yeah, it, it's, and just to kind of slightly touch on, on what you had just mentioned, if anything, it's easier for esports competitors and players to kind of hide behind the stresses they're feeling because a lot of the time they're, they're, they're kind of behind the screen, unless it's a live event they're they're, you know, they're, they're, able to kind of hide behind a screen or hide behind their controller, so to speak. And if you're playing a, a collegiate sport like a football, basketball, baseball, and there's stress, um, not only is there generally a lot of sport around you in the club that you're playing for, but it's going to show more physically on you and it's going to be noticed and it's going to be brought to your attention. Therefore, it's easier to capture it before it, it spirals down a further path. So do you think it's it's something that is um, right now uh, a bit harder for esports uh, competitors to at least deal with? But yeah, um, if there's anything that can be learned from, uh, if there's one thing, one big thing that can be learned from the tragedy that happened in Jacksonville is that esports, sports, anything in our life, work, um, hobby. Um, you know, esports, sports, anything in your life does not replace your own happiness. There's one thing you can learn, anybody can take away is that think about how happy that you are in your own life. If doing something makes you happier, great, but it's never going to replace the happiness that you feel about yourself, your own self-worth, your own self-confidence, your own self-esteem. Nothing is ever going to replace that. Take a step back and think about your own happiness. Think about your own well-being, your own health, your own mental state of mind. If what you're doing is aiding your own happiness, great, awesome. But if you're not happy to begin with, if you're not in a happy state of mind and you're doing something, it's only going to be a blanket. It's only going to be, you know, a longer fuse to something going wrong and something blowing up for yourself. Whether it affects somebody else, your loved ones, you know, that kind of, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but your own self-being, your own self-worth, is the most important thing that you need to take care of. 
So I ask, I deplore anybody to just look at what you're doing and look at how happy that you are as a person and work on that and make sure that you're happy. And that's it. Yeah. So again, uh, before we move on, on behalf of myself, the Not A Paid Sponsor podcast, the LordRage.com, the network, uh, and everybody that I'm affiliated with, you know, we again we send our deepest condolences to those affected by the um, by the tragedy. All right, so moving on from that tough uh, topic, we want to, you know, I, I I told you the last time we spoke. I wanted to have you on because I felt like we I didn't get a chance because I actually had to stream the NACL. Um, I wanted to talk to you so much more about what was going on, some of your experiences. I wanted to pick your brain a little bit. But since we've last spoke, we have some new news. <coughs> and I would like for you to share it here. Uh, you did share it on Twitter. But I, for those of those you guys who haven't had the chance to follow him yet, um, yeah, some, some great news has, has come your way. Yeah, it's 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 an opportunity that kind of some that the leader of um the Vainglory uh witch doctors team Nightstar who I've communicated well with in the past when it came to the EPL and plus in general Vainglory community. Uh-huh. He approached me about becoming a coach for the Witch Doctors Vainglory team and um I've dabbled obviously being a, a color caster and being involved you know quite heavily within the Vainglory game. Uh, I'm not saying I know everything, but I've gained a bit of bit of knowledge about um, you know, draft, um, rotations, uh, you know, strategy, sticking together and all that jazz within game. And he is aware of of, you know, that kind of mindset that I have. So he approached me about becoming a coach and I gladly accepted. Um so it's been about two weeks. I've been involved in the team quite a good bit in terms of the server, communicating with them, playing with them. I know a couple of the players already from playing with them previously. And it's a role that I'm, you know, getting my teeth sunk into, I suppose. Um, I've recorded scrims. I've written down notes for the team. I've, I've done my bit to kind of analyze how they're playing and then pass it on with the rest of the team. And it's also a new avenue for me, Season Salt. It's not something that I've really delved into heavily um, because as a caster, it's easy for me to kind of, in a game, to sit back and kind of, you know, judge, so to speak, on what teams are doing and what players are doing in-game without really... without what I say having a real effect on the game, if that makes sense. But yeah. being a coach, what I say and what I come to the team with as an idea, you know, as a strategy, as a rotation, directly impacts within the game. And I'm kind of putting my 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 reputation out there, so to speak. So um that's that's I'm not gonna say it's a lot of pressure, but it's definitely an avenue of pressure which i haven't um explored before i think you're 100 percent right there this is something that i always used to say because uh I, when i used to host my uh, tournaments back in hoc yeah um i always used to get uh like some critiques 
you know, some people would say like, oh, like I would read chat, you know, one, the cardinal sin of casting is reading chat. <laughs> um, but I used to read chat and I would see little comments like, oh, you don't you don't know what these people might be going through in game. And then upon reading that, I always addressed the crowd like, yeah, it's so much easier to hype up something and you know sometimes like a play will manifest itself right and and as as the yeah. spectator you're sitting there like oh my god so and so's coming out of the bush and oh my oh my god what you, what were you thinking you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's so easy to come off with the line like that yeah. because you know we're looking down we can see everything you know we can see absolutely everything we don't know what the fog of war was we don't know what was said over comms. We don't know the end of it, you know, unless you know, like for instance, while I was able, I was able to always blow up team Ferox in, in chat was because mm -hmm. I know how they play. I've actually spent yeah. time with the team, watch the scrims and I would, always, you know, it was like, Oh, well watch out for the, the classic Yugi split, uh, split push, you know, um, things like that. Like uh, just character traits that I would know, like, okay, of like they're, they're being shoved into this particular scenario, but because I know them on a personal level, I know that they're going to react X, Y, or Z, you know? And it's yeah. so, but for people that like, you know, when you're just casting, you only just, without knowing anybody, you're just looking down. You're just observing what what's happening. And sometimes to the, like a caster, it, it may seem like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you just made that huge mistake. And, you know, yeah. sometimes we forget that, these are players that are processing their surroundings in real time and having to make decisions whether they're going to zig or they're going to zag. So I think it's really interesting that with the knowledge that you have and the connections to the community that you've had over, you know, over the years, I think it's really awesome that you're actually, you know, that you're being given the opportunity by Witch Doctors to actually be a coach now you're going to be on the ground and you're going to be studying your players and i think it's going to make you a better caster i think it's going to make you a better coach and i think it's i think it's yeah. going to be a very um i think it's going to be a very exciting experience for you man and I'm, I'm really happy to hear that 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 you're on board with with the witch doctors organization Thanks, man. And that's so true. That That's the thing. Like, you know, I took on the role because I feel like even if it's not successful, which, of course, the intention is to make it successful, i.e. to elevate um, the Witch Doctors team and, and to draw the talent that they have because they're a very talented bunch of players. They really have individually, they're as good as a lot of the um vpl teams out there you know the top five top six you know at the end of the day vainglory is very much about the team um rotation communication synergy etc but so that's my that's my aim that's my um you know my goal is to kind of draw that out of them and to bring that team together um so you know that's that's the aim and and even if it's not a success which as I said, that's the intention. I do know that it's going to make me a better caster. It's going to make me a better person. And that's the kind of mindset I've always tried to take into any project I go into, whether it was having a team myself and being a team manager, whether it was starting casting. The aim was always to make me to leave that experience 
as a better person, as a better, um, you know, more knowledgeable person within that game, within that situation, and to kind of, you know, um, walk away going, yeah, I learned something from that, um, successful or not. But yeah, th- you know, of course, Witch Doctors are, they're such a fantastic community of players, of people, of, of you know, um, of just passionate players and, and passionate members of, of the Vanguard community and it's uh, it's great to be given the opportunity so thank you to Nightstar and you know all the Witch Doctor for kind of welcoming me and uh, you know being with me along the ride I think this couldn't come at a better time uh, for those of you guys who haven't had a chance to keep up with the uh, EU and North American VPL we're looking at what can be considered a changing of the guard or like a hybrid <laughs> a hybrid these hybrid teams that are coming out with some uh challenger level players mixing in with some professional players obviously um you know for instance we see what happened to hammers hammers is yep. one of the legacy vainglory teams and it's you know, for lack of you know, for lack of a better word, and and Hammers has been nothing but respectful and kind, but they've been struggling a lot. They've been struggling in the NACL. They've been struggling now in the VPL. They just got bounced out by TFX. Uh, you see TFX picking up players uh, such as Lost Boy Toff, Papa John, Yugi. Now they just got TSM Daniel. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's huge, and you're looking at Vision and and Nova. They've been screaming nonstop. They've had like this renewed sense of, of, of energy, and it's kind of motivating some of the old guard to mix in with some of the new guard, and 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 do away with that concept that oh this player has peaked, this player has hit the top of the mountain, and the only way for him to go now or her to the only way for them to go is down, and and they're yeah. they're actually doing everything in their po- possible power to re-strengthen themselves and their individual player skills and and also pass on that knowledge to some of the newer well i would say newer players because we've seen a lot of these players for a long time but uh some of the newer teams and players to join the uh the competitive scene yeah and and that was always the it's something that was even talked about in the early game or in the early days of 5v5 and how it was going to shape the competitive season um season sold even before you know what we've had in terms of blade vpl preseason etc etc the idea or the or the kind of the the presumption was that it was because they were going from teams of three main players and a couple of subs to teams of five main players and a couple of subs was that these teams were going to mix in you know challenger level players with the then pros and because the way 5v5 is, like I mentioned, it's very much about synergy, communication, rotation, um, and less about core individual mechanics. You know, challenger p- level players that m- even might, although might not have the individual core skill to carry a game, so to speak, they have the experience and they have the passion and the knowledge to adapt with pro players and to 
basically make the most out of that with like you said with these kind of veteran pro players and you you start to see these these powerhouse um NA teams come together with players that you that you can only um that you wouldn't even think would come together in 3v3 and they're come together in 5v5 and they're making it work because they have this synergy because they have this renewed vigor this renewed passion and I don't think it's quite happening the same way in EU season so from my experience, but mm-hmm. it's still showing and it's still there. And as we get further and further into both the 2018 seasons and moving on to into 2019, it's only going to get better in my opinion. Well said, well said. Um, you also mentioned something I saw on Twitter, kind of like an idea that you were shooting out there for, <laughs> I guess, esports personalities to kind of get together uh, and, and kind of like, kind of like a melting pot for esports personalities and things like that. You want to talk about that little project that you're working on? Yeah, it's something that I, well, okay, the original idea stemmed from somebody approaching me the the main guy at Celsius at the time approached me about creating a video series for um casting on how to how to cast and at the time i said yeah and and i kind of soon realized that one you know without the decent equipment on my side and without really it's not something that I'm kind of, you know, able to pull off myself. I then thought about, and I approached a couple of casters to try and get them involved in creating a video series down the line. And it didn't really kind of go anywhere because it's, it just didn't happen from my point of view. Then uh, a couple of days ago, um, leading into yesterday and today, uh-huh. I thought, okay, um, after having a conversation with, a member of, of the Vanguard community, little old lady, about kind of casting and about casters is that um, there's not so much, or there's not so many, should I say, community casters out there, at least within Vainglory. Um, and that's something that is a little bit sad for me because I consider myself a community caster. Do I want to become a paid caster? Yes, but at the end of the day, I started off as a community caster and it's where I am at the moment and it's where I'm honing my skills. So the idea that I, I formed is to basically create a community caster support discord server that is going to be a place for any community caster in any esports title to join the server, to communicate with other casters to learn off each other and talk and have conversations about what it's like to cast the games that they cast. It is then, hopefully, the aim is to then promote um, if a caster is looking to get involved in another game, i.e. I've transferred from Vainglory to Armaget and PUBG Mobile. If a PUBG Mobile caster um, is in this server and he says yeah I'm casting 
this league that's coming up in a couple of weeks and they're looking for another caster. Is anybody looking to get into the game? Somebody will go, yeah, me. And then they'll work with that caster and it creates, um, in my opinion, the aim is to create a strong support structure for community casters to work together to support each other, to grow within the community and to essentially hopefully lead to paid opportunities where they can really i suppose see a small bit of financial benefit from their hard work then down the line the aim is to um open up the server to anybody who wants to get into casting to join the server and to use the guys that are in there already i.e myself I'm hoping to get a, a good few well-known community casters within Vainglory. I don't want to mention any names because I haven't talked to them just yet. Um, to approach them, to approach myself and go, look, I want to learn how to cast Vainglory. I want to get better as a caster. Will you spend a bit of time with me? Everybody I'm hoping will go, yeah, you know, let me know when they're available. Arrange a bit of a time, spend 20, 30 minutes in a VC, discussing casting, the person that wants to learn walks away with a bit of experience and the person that's teaching them walks away, you know, feeling like they've, they've actually shaped somebody's perspective to cast. And um, I'm not saying it's like this because I don't think uh, I've rarely seen this within casting season salt, but I want this to become or help aid the support of casters helping each other in the future as much as possible because at the end of the day you know there should always be healthy competition but yeah. there shouldn't be um kind of you know sniping of oh this person is casting this tournament they don't deserve to cast it if that makes sense yeah i want it to be of of you know oh yeah look i helped this guy um you know I, I talked to this guy about uh, casting this tournament and I, I got him talking to this guy and he's worked hard. He's put in the time and effort to to get better at casting. He totally deserves to be part of that league. Well done. Great job. And it just, so that's my aim. I'm going to be um setting it up uh, in the next day or two. Hopefully by the time the podcast is out there live for the, for the masses to hear, I will have it set up for um any community caster to join in any esport title i want to add any esport title whether it's um uh you know whether it's mobile legends whether it's arena valor whether it's pubg mobile whether it's um clash royale any game um that they are community caster part of i want them to join the server and um you know uh be part of something hopefully that will get bigger and better in the future. So that's my way of trying to give back um, to the community as much as possible. I think it's a really good thing um, that we all need to remember a relationship that might start out as friends can become a professional business relationship. Exactly. And you notice all the casters and all the esports talent that have seen the mountaintop in terms of success really pride themselves in creating 
professional relationships with their colleagues. You see um, in Arena Valor, uh, I don't have his name on, on the top of my hand, the bald guy that was doing the uh, Arena Valor World Cup. Um, he also partakes in games such as Rainbow Six Siege. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. A lot of the ESL casters at one point, Joe Miller, a lot of these guys were doing Counter-Strike. Yeah. They jumped into League. Uh, you know, and and it's very important not to get caught up in personal belief like personal you know like it, it can't be personal you know what i'm saying you can't just be personally offended by somebody if they give you some sort of yes like you, you have to like and it's something that as you get older it makes more sense you want to have more friends professionally and obviously personally you know and i think this is a really good idea that you're creating a platform in which uh esports talent could get together and ping pong off of each other and who's to say maybe you know esports is not just about shoutcasting you know what i'm saying there's other aspects there's pre and post game coverage analysis there you know there there's breakdowns there's so many aspects of of being a part of a uh, uh, of the esports scene yeah. yeah you know and who's to say that maybe somewhere down the line you might have not only shoutcasters but you have analysts you have people that specialize in in various aspects you know like having a pregame show having a postgame show doing uh like a stats wrap-up kind of thing you know or or do you know like they're like little niche areas and 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 people maybe have idea you know like these these things man i tell you the, the closest i ever got and it breaks my heart that this like i said a lot of people flame uh heroes of order and chaos for essentially dying because the game was before its time unfortunately but when we participated in the um in the final official tournament um we had everything you know there was not only the casting that went on there was pre-game interviews there were post-game interviews there was pre-game coverage there was post-game coverage we were running ads. We were running promos. All these things went in to it to the production, and exactly. the fact that you're even considering opening up the doors for people to develop skills like casting and 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 whatnot, I think is uh I think it's pretty I think it's pretty cool, and I really do look forward. I would love to be in the Discord. I'm not actively casting now, but I, I would love to just kind of see the vibe that people kind of give off. Um. Well, it, it, what were you saying? Yeah, like, like, um, of course, I don't know how successful it, it will be. I'm hoping that it will be as successful as I, I intend it to be. But I can only go based on my own experiences. And when I started casting Vainglory, outside of me putting in the hard work myself, I was really lucky to have good support um, and good advice and constructive feedback of people who I was casting with. Um, and that helped shape and develop me as a caster. And as I've casted more, I've communicated with people who I only hoped to communicate with within the casting world, like Sean Ostino, Denominate, Humanist, Excoundrel, 
Um, all of these guys who a year ago I I listened to cast of VGA and I said I would love to spend even five minutes talking with them and I've become you know friends and supporters even bigger supporters of them and they've become from at least from talking they've become kind of supporters on me and and I've learned so much off them and I want to be able to give back to that because if you hold in all the information to yourself what are you really achieving season salt what are you, you know yes you're potentially protecting your own position within you know a job so to speak or within a category of of whatever it is but what are you doing for the future you're only realistically leading to it kind of dying and i don't want to be part of something i don't want to be the last person casting something that's dying i want to be the the middleman of casting something that's getting bigger and better so to speak um you know so that's i just want to give back to um people to the community and hopefully help shape something just that little bit more positive no i totally hear that um we could go one of two ways from here okay we could touch up on what happened during the North American Champions League. Okay. Uh, I myself at the time did not know that you were not with them. Or okay. we could move towards your recent experiences with the PUBG tournament to catch up on that. Like, where would you want to go? Do you want to talk about the NACL before we move on to PUBG? So we could yeah, finally put kinda... Vainglory to best, uh, uh, Vainglory to bed? Exactly. It also would kind of make sense because what I would kind of you know, sum up with the whole experience outside of maybe being uh, quite opinionated and telling my side of the story is kind of, it sums up and goes back to me kind of getting support um, because I had a lot of support from that incident. And anyway, but yeah, so it would kind of make sense to go into the, the NACL. NACL incident and then, as you said, put it to bed and, and kind of maybe finish up with some pudgy... Um, or whatever you want to want to yeah. ask or talk about. For sure. All right. So, for those of you guys, um, well, for a lot of people, it kind of came as a surprise. Uh, you were one of the active casters for the North American Champions League. Yeah. Um, you were here today, gone tomorrow. It like th I mean at, at least to me because it's just like I was, I, I had remember reading chat and. You know, we were looking for casters for a game one day, and somebody mentioned your name, and it, it was just kind of like he who shall be not who he who shall not be named. So I asked you off, I asked you off podcast, not this this episode, but prior, yeah, uh, to give me a little rundown, and you gave me the whole rundown, and I'm like, wait, 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 I want you to tell your story here. So now that I've said what I experienced. Uh, I would like for you to share your side of your departure from the NACL, what that meant for you and the community and, and, and henceforth. Yeah. So firstly, um, even though I might, and I will be maybe possibly a little bit opinionated about what I will talk about 
anything I say is not intended to um, hurt anybody or bring hate, shame, or anything to to anybody that's involved. Um, but as somebody who, at the end of the day, went through a situation and has a story to tell, mm-hmm. I'm. I feel like I. I I'm allowed to tell that story and I, and I have the, so to speak, the right to, to say that story. But anyway, so rightfully so going back. Yeah. Going back to December, 2017, God, it feels so long ago now, but anyway, going back to that time, I got given the opportunity to cast NACL by makes. She had talked to me in, I believe Bayou server, um, about, um, about, NACL and casting and she had highlighted to me about um about how solid the championship was and how upcoming it was which I'd heard a good bit about it previously but hadn't seen any action so I got on board she mentioned to me about um other casters helping out um from time to time blogs of humanist Sean Ostino denominate she did name drop it a couple of names um that, you know, kind of gave me a bit of excitement going, okay, maybe I might get a chance to cast with these guys. Um, so I got into the server and and when the tournament was getting underway, I started casting with some absolutely awesome casters, um, the likes of Bergerman, Mark, Blake and Ader, Max Mann, who I've casted with numerous times. We are the best <laughs> potato Baguette caster duo in Europe. Um, he's an absolutely amazing, amazing play-by-play caster. So, you know, but I, as I said, I, I started casting and I'm a little bit lucky to have found some really good support off the bat from casting NACL. People responded really well to my casting. They, they people in chat, Luckily, fortunately, liked what I was talking about, liked how I was saying things. And I, you know, without tooting my own horn, it was successful for me. So I casted as many games as I could. And I I was casting. And in hindsight, maybe I, I shouldn't have pushed myself to the limits that I did. But I saw this as an opportunity to gain a lot of experience and cast as much as I could to get to where I wanted to go. Okay. Um, but I cast it on a bus. I cast it on my way home from work and like walking to the bus stop. I cast it, you know, I, I cast it three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, night in, night out as, as much as I could. Wow. I didn't, um, I didn't know it was like that. Too hard, but I wanted to do this. I wanted to show that this is, what I wanted to do. Um, there was a couple of times where I maybe didn't perform the best that I could have um, in in matches, but um, I didn't really get a lot of huge amount of um, constructive feedback. The you know I was casting. I must have been without having a, a core percentage about sixty percent of the games that um, were being streamed. Whenever Megs is looking for a caster, I put my hand up and go, I can cast. Um, so I was doing that as much as possible. Um, 
me being the kind of caster that I am, I want to be a little bit creative with how I cast. I want to make the the game, the stream, be different or unique to other casts, to other streams, to other games, um, and to kind of hype things up. So I tried to bring my ideas to the table and they kind of got shut down, which at the time I probably didn't react the best two in terms of rather than accepting it, I maybe pushed it time and time again, um, which okay. maybe didn't help my cause, but I didn't do it in a way of kind of... You didn't do it in mean-spirited. Uh, yeah, I didn't do it um, as a kind of middle finger. It was just of, I, I want to be creative with this because I know what I want to do can be successful. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so... Um, I had kind of one bad play-by-play -play experience because um, I'm not naturally a play-by-play -play caster, but I had a bad game and a bad series and Megs told me I was never going to play-by-play -play again, which was a bit of a, um, a kick in the face because everybody has a bad day, a bad game, and to kind of be Ooh. instantly dismissed, it was a bit crap, but... Kind of going on within the tournament, every time, uh, you know, if a caster was needed, I put my hand up. And if it was play-by-play, -play, I got told no. Um, and if it was color, I would kind of be given yes or no um, based on who was available. Uh, yeah. Flash X and, and a couple of other names were, were you know, got, um, uh, you know, helped Megs out by casting. And I was hoping to get an opportunity with them. It didn't really happen. I wasn't too happy about that as well because I felt like I was putting in the hard work to at least earn a chance. Um, maybe that wasn't the right attitude to have, but I definitely got a tiny bit salty about it. Again, the intention was never to, you know, so to speak, shit all over NACL because yeah, of like it, it was like usurped oh, the balance. Put, yeah, I've casted so many games. Just, just give me a chance. Um, and I kind of poked and prodded about wanting an opportunity and, and whatever, it, it never came. Um, it, it, it came to blow when when I, you know, said about casting that I, I, I wanted to cast and that Meg said to me that if I didn't um, stop going on about it, um, that I would be removed. So I... And this is kind of a, a similar attitude where it was kind of her way or kind of the highway type attitude, yeah. um, which I get you have to be a little bit, but when you're kind of made to feel like you're uh, a pawn on somebody's kind of chessboard, it's a little bit, you know, kind of, you know, you're not getting paid to do it. You know, there's not really much appreciation. At least I didn't feel it at times yeah um but you know so i kind of prodded i prodded it and i just kind of said well look you know do what you need to i got removed from the server and i got that was it that was kind of like you said now you see me now you don't yeah that's that's, um, that's how that's i mean i wasn't even aware, yeah. aware of the drama like that just so, one day you were here <laughs> one day you were gone exactly so uh as a reaction i put on at the time, I was kind of heavily communicating within the um, vaguely insane server, the vain server, because the guys kind of 
were big supporters of me and and the the leader frame um fantastic guy so passionate about the game and the community he, you know he got me in the server and he's like yeah you have to be in in the vaguely insane server and all that jazz so i was communicating with them so when i got kicked i put in the server um that i got kicked um and people were like i didn't really put a I was aware that it might get a bit of attention, but it wasn't said. I didn't tag the whole guild. I didn't, you know, go look at me. I got kicked kind of thing. It was like, yeah, I got kicked from the NACL server. Um, So obviously people were kind of asking why I said I gave my reasons um, that, you know, I was told that if I didn't stop, asking to cast or, or or to ask something that i would be kicked and that was so i gave my reason people tagged megs oh, because man. she was in the server um she then started um communicating in the server saying that um i was a trash caster and that i'm not even vg silver so i shouldn't even be casting and that I'm not good enough to cast VG8. And all I did was repeat the same thing over and over again, um, which in hindsight, yes, I probably did, you know, kind of repeat in, in game the kind of same things, but I wasn't given any constructive feedback during my casting where somebody had said to me, you know, other than you know, being told I wasn't going to play by play cast anymore. I wasn't told, um, you, you know, maybe try to talk about something else within the game. You tend to be repeating yourself, etc. So this was all new to me. Um, this information, this kind of, you know, feedback. Um, but it was said in a tone of, um, you know, he's shit. He doesn't deserve to cast. Um, so you're basically I saying like... Him, you had like a, a tiff, like a tit for tat. And then rather than, I guess, rather than receiving the constructive criticism that you were hoping for, it kind of just turned into, for lack of a better word, like a, a mudslinging fest. Something like that. And throughout my communication, I never tried to personally at least um, insult Megs or, um, or you know, trying to say she was doing a, a crap job because I actually respect her quite a good bit and quite a lot. Even to this day, I respect the hard work that she does put in and all that she does for Vainglory as a community to bring NACL to the community and, you know, to grow it the way that she has grown it. But the way she insulted me, people saw, people, you know, knew what she said. People will, will, I would like to think vouch for what was said on that day. And it did upset me and it, it, it did hurt me, to be honest, um, at the time. So I believe at the time I tried messaging Megs. Um, I got kind of no real response from her. I think it was something like the next day or a couple of days later, I was on Bayou server and I kind of, people were talking to me and I, and 
I said the same thing to them in terms of, yeah, I, I'm not casting an ACL anymore. I got kicked from the server. Um, people were asking why. I don't think some people quite believed me. But I said, yeah, um, you know, similar to, to what I said in vain in terms of, you know, um, I was told that if I didn't stop, you know, kind of going on about something and about going on about casting that I'd be kicked from the server. So that's what happened. Um, again, Megs was, um, Megs was tagged by Bayou because Bayou thought it was initially a joke. And again, she went on the server and said similar words to the effect that was said in the main server in terms of, um, kind of shitting all over me as a as a caster and i didn't really say much in terms of responses because enough people were kind of supporting me yeah um in the in, in the server and people were responding to her going look that's not really fair um he's a great caster he you know you know he's really good you know he should be casting an acl but megs was was responding in the way that she responded and um and here's where kind of the silver lining is and and i don't want to like i said this isn't intended to um make megs look like a really bad person i will say that i have various times tried to message megs and one bury the hatchet because i don't want to hold grudges in vainglory i'm not here to hate people I'm part of a community. I see no reason why people can't get on with each other. Do we have to be best friends? No. But does it mean that as people who want to see Vainglory grow, that we can't be part of the same community and in some way say hi to each other and support each other? Because like I said, I still respect her, but she has never once responded to a message or in any way looked to reciprocate that um that kind of feeling and i can respect it but i also scratch my head and go why what are you trying to prove however um the silver lining from that experience and situation was it was the best thing that could have happened to me i don't mean that in terms of nobody likes to be shit on about what they do Nobody likes to be um, in some small way publicly humiliated like that. Without yeah, I was going to ask. I was going to say, like, you know, from this experience, what did you take away from, you know, your departure from the NACL? Like, you know, how has it made you a better person? Well, the silver lining is that it's brought me in contact with so many more people within the community. Um, the biggest person is that I have to thank is Sylvia Renee um, straight away. I think the next day or the same night, um, she contacted me because she saw what was said in server, in the in Bayou server, and she saw what Meg said and she contacted me. And I'd never spoken to Sylvia. I was aware of, of how amazingly part of the community she was and how big of a name that she is and all that she does, but I'd never spoken to her. But she reached out to me and said, look, um, it's not fair what was said to you. Um, 
I'd like to talk to you and kind of hear your side of the story. It's not nice what she said. So I talked to her. I told her my side of the story um, as fresh as I could at the time. She listened to me and she became my friend from that day on. And from that, she's, you know, she's given me opportunity. She's put my name in the hat when it comes to casting opportunities. She's um, given me feedback. She's uh-huh. um, been a person that has just opened up so many doors for me since that situation. So that what happened, it's the best thing that could have happened to me. I went on to cast the Celsius 5v5 tournament and also um, big shout out to them because they saw what happened and they reached out to me and said, we want you to cast the Celsius um, Esports 5v5 tournament. I casted that um, and they've been great supporters of me as well. So that situation and you also had a chance to so many doors you also had a chance to work uh with the ace tournament the the, yeah, the, the showcase exactly. match yeah so so that's it it's only helped to actually highlight how amazing this community is because not one person brings down the community because in every hobby, in every sport, in every um, club, you could say, there's always going to be somebody who, you know, isn't the best for it. And I'm not saying Megs is is a bad thing, by the way, for, for Vainglory. Just want to put that out there. But, you know, you're you're not going to be, to be best friends with everybody. You're not going to find everybody as a supporter of what you do. And you're going to have these experiences where somebody is going to express their negativity but when you have um this support from the majority of people when you have people kind of um behind your shoulder going look don't listen to them don't listen to that person you're fantastic at what you do you're getting better you're working hard you deserve everything you've you've done Man, that is just amazing. So, like I said, my NACL story, and I will still support NACL, and I will still tell anybody to enter that tournament if you have a team. I will tell anybody to support the NACL tournament. And if I was given a chance, and if there was ever a time or a moment where Megs decides to reach out and go, look, you know, let's let bygones be bygones. You know, I'd like to give you a chance to cast NACL. Again, I would jump at it. Not because, you know, um, I think I need NACL, but because I want to cast and support tournaments and I want to be part of these things and I want to be a positive part of the community and if I hold on to that experience and you know take that one person shit talking me and humiliating me and put that towards 
a whole tournament or against a whole tournament, that's me being petty. That's me not seeing the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is community tournaments is the people within the community, how positive they can be to your um, goals, to your life. And that's what happened to me after the NACL experience. Okay. I mean, I'm glad you actually had a chance to kind of air it out, you know, for the record. <laughs> you know, I, it's, um, I mean, yeah, but it's it, nice. let, let it not detract because you've still been extremely busy, even though you've, you're not with the NACL at the moment. Um, we last spoke about your soiree into PUBG. And you were with, the, you know, you, you joining forces with the PESL League. And uh, that's the new hot thing, man. Like, you guys are you guys are kicking butt over there. I was in the stream last night. I've been frequenting the streams overnight. Uh, you guys kind of cast it a little later on in the evening. So I kind of catch it just as I'm getting ready to go to bed. And, and let me tell you, man, uh, I think you found a new calling uh, in the PUBG scene. And... There's a lot of people that actually come out. You know, you get a few hundred people to come hang out in these, you know, this tournament, and it's uh, it's really a lot of fun. And chat, it, it's fun to be in chat. It's fun to watch the stream. Um, and I, I even tweeted it last night. I was just like, you know what, I wasn't really that interested in in PUBG mobile esports, but you know, hanging out in in the stream, I was like, you know, I just wanted to play. I wanted to play PUBG, and I wanted to just straight drop naked into Pachinki all day, every day, <laughs> you know. But, um, you know, let's, let's, you know, go on, but let, let us know, how's it been, you know, let us know what, what's the update, what are you seeing from the PUBG mobile scene, you know, how, how is it all working out for you now? So, particularly with Prestige Esports, um, one, I, I owe them a debt of gratitude for giving me the opportunity and giving me the platform to get, to get into PUBG Mobile um, casting. And this, the, the staff, the organizers, the, the streamer, Grimwolf, Eclipse, um, Hotchooks, who's been my, my co-caster over the last couple of weeks, um, Nine, Hollow, Food, um, all of the mods, all of the back staff, as well as all the teams and the players, um, they've been amazing and supportive of me casting. PUBG Mobile, when I started it, it was very challenging, not only because I had never cast a PUBG Mobile, but because um, I didn't really know the teams, I didn't really know the players, I to be honest I'm still of course learning about the game, the weapons, the, the advantages, the disadvantages the strategies um, the formations how to extract the best extract the best from a, a team fight as a play-by-play -play caster there's also learning the lingo there's uh, using certain words in the right situation again not trying to kind of repeat the same thing over and over um so that's something that's been challenging for me but as i said you know week in week out stream after stream i feel like i've hit um a stronger point in my PUBG mobile casting part of that of course is is the co-casters that i've been working with um particularly to hot Dukes, um who has brought so much energy and particularly last week not so much this week where we kind of had some technical 
difficulties from each other's um, stream side. Like I said, it's a little bit difficult screen sharing and, and having to kind of cast from the screen share primarily. But either way, particularly last week, we synergized quite well and bring a lot to the table. Um, so, yeah, um, getting into PUBG Mobile, it's a scene that is growing week in, week out. I'm uh -huh. seeing a lot more um, tournaments popping up. I'm seeing a lot more growth in clans, in communities, in comm teams, in people who want to see the game become more serious, to become more competitive, to give teams opportunities to, you know, make something for themselves out of it. Because there's a lot of talent within PUBG Mobile. There's a lot of um, you know, player talent. There's also a lot of um there's also a lot of friendliness I found and a lot of openness to get people involved in the game, um, which is part of why I became passionate about PUBG Mobile um as a game, because what I originally got involved with as a clan was that the majority of the players just want to play the game and have fun playing it. And as I've gotten into more communities and communicated more with organizers, with players, with fans, it's the same um, attitude. It, it, it echoes throughout people that they want to play the game, have fun and see it grow. Um, and I just hope that I can um, justify any opportunity I get with PUBG Mobile as a caster and i suppose heighten the action heighten the um the enthusiasm and your kind of response is all i aim to bring for anybody yeah, I mean, I tell you, for those... them want to play the game that is you know seeing your tweet it was like yep I'm doing something okay here. I'm I'm getting somewhere with this. And that's all I want to um, do. So for those of you guys who uh, are for those of the listeners who haven't had a chance to stop by the PUBG tournament, uh, when can we see you? How can we see you? Yeah, so it is over on... Uh, right now we are in stage three of the league. Um, there's four stages in total. Stage three is the is a top sixteen teams from the qualifying um stages or, for, or from the previous two stages whittle down. Next, and uh, this coming Sunday, which is the second of September at ten p.m. EST, over at um. Let me just uh, find the you said PST uh, information. Uh, ten p.m. EST, I believe it is. Yes. Um, 10 p.m. EST over at www.twitch.tv forward slash ESL Prestige. You will see some of the best PUBG Mobile action. Hopefully some of the best PUBG Mobile casting from myself. And you will see a glimpse of how awesome the PUBG mobile community can be on stream. And, you know, I would love to see anybody tune in even for five minutes to 
get an idea and to um you know be part of something bigger and better because prestige as an organization deserve a lot of credit for what they're doing and Puji Mobile as a game has so much potential to get bigger and better. Well, there you have it, guys. This is our part two. Uh, I'm really happy that you took the time out of your busy schedule to come on. And, you know, we had some heavy hitting topics. We had some lighthearted topics. I'm glad you had a chance to talk about clear the air about you know, your side of the story, what happened with NACL. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what comes forward from PUBG. Um, I didn't touch on Armageddon. Is that is there anything going on with Armageddon right now? Or well, we Armageddon is crazy as a game in what they're doing, partnering with Razer. They've hit GamesCon. They've hit um, Insomnia Gaming Festival over in the UK. They've just announced a trailer for the game going cross-platform across PC, um, I believe, console as well. I'm not 100% sure of the details. Right now, I'm, I'm not doing that much with with Armageddon as in terms of casting, but I'm supporting the game however I can. I'm letting you know what they're doing and watch this space for how big Armageddon is going to grow in the next year, year and a half, because the way they're going, they're um they're set for big things. Absolutely, man. Definitely. So it's again, it's a pleasure. I look forward to having you on again just to shoot the breeze, you know, talk about what, what you know what's going on in the world of you know, BG, PUBG. I, I like it, man. It, you know, breath of fresh air to the podcast. Uh probably one of my <laughs> favorite interviews you know so far and again I, I want to thank you again for taking the time out of your schedule to come uh do you have any closing thoughts before uh we sign off just to thank yourself season so for one giving me a platform to talk and uh you know express emotions opinions feelings and and to you know, speak about esports and, and the communities and that I'm involved in and what I'm doing. But also to you as a person for being an amazing part of the Vainglory community, what you're doing with your podcast, what you're um, achieving, the work that you're putting in, it deserves so much credit. It's easy for you to stand back and to thank the, the people that you're talking to and that you're interviewing you deserve as much if not more credit for what you're doing and i want to um just personally thank you um you know genuinely from from the bottom of my heart and um you deserve so much success man thank you so much man so hope you guys enjoyed the podcast stay tuned hopefully we'll have them back and uh (laughs) Much love, guys. I hope everybody has a good night. And there you guys have it. Our part two interview with Cormac Wyatt, a.k.a. Imperium. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to sit here while we talked about hard-hitting stuff. We spoke about Jacksonville. We spoke about his departure from the NACL. We spoke about 
many things. His joining the Witch Doctors uh, organization as a VG coach. Um, tomorrow we're going to have the owner of Team Ferox, Randy Clash Trujillo. He's going to give us an update on the state of Team Ferox. As you guys know, TFX beat Hammers uh, this weekend in the VPL, and they have some exciting news. They have some changes to their roster, and it looks like the team's getting better. And I look forward for I look forward to having Clash here uh, on the podcast to let you guys know in his own words where they're going as an organization and how they're dealing with this recent success so again you guys could tune in wherever you guys listen to your podcast apple anchor spotify anywhere we are everywhere so with that being said i hope everybody has a good evening and i will see you tomorrow night